I am Confucius. John Chiu offers me an invitation, a return to my birthplace and the kingdom of Lu. But I left long ago, unable to bear our fall from grace. The Lu have undone nearly all that the Zhou accomplished. So I went looking for a master to serve among all the kingdoms of the land. But never did I find one worthy of proper service. I have examined the world and found it to be imperfect. I am Confucius. We live in troubled times. The world is turbulent, and men of poor character rule the land. We have lost our way. It was not always like this. When I was born, my father Kong maintained traditional virtues as commander of the Lu garrison. He was descended from the venerable Dukes of Song in the Shang dynasty. But I was born late in his life, and he died when I was only three. My impoverished mother Yan Zhongzai raised me alone. I studied the classics and the wisdom of my ancestors, beginning a promising career as a scholar and government clerk. By my early twenties, I was considered one of the best educated men in the kingdom. As a member of the Shi class, I was not quite an aristocrat and not quite a commoner. But I learned the six arts at a school for common men, which marked me as lower class, but also gave me insight into the lives of those around me. Chiguan married me when I was 19 and we had our first child, Kong Li. My dear mother died four years later and my meager salary went to give her a proper burial. I mourned her properly for three years, as is tradition. During this time, we lived in a period of degradation and dissolution, a loss of all that made us great when the joke kings ruled the land and tradition was honored in my hometown of Khufu. Now all was a squabbling mess of dukes and their followers tearing the country to pieces. Consider my predicament with the three Huan. My lord ruled Khufu. I was a teacher and a writer whose reputation had grown, leading to my appointment as Minister of Crime. I knew, from this position, that the warring families would crush me like wheat between millstones. The Three Huan were powerful families who had built walls between their districts. I used nothing but diplomacy to urge them to dismantle their walls, appealing to their loyalty and eventually their self-interest. They resisted my suggestions for years, and in the end, I failed. The walls remained standing. Order and tradition had not been restored. To see what is right and not do it is cowardice. To attempt what is right and fail is shameful. I departed my post. I did not resign it, but I had not accomplished my task and his lordship no longer supported me. It would be death to remain while he lived, so I left and did not return. Our greatest glory, however, is not in never falling, but in rising every time we fall. I sought a ruler worthy of my service in the wider world of other kingdoms, but found only dissolution and the rampant selfishness of the nobility everywhere. The great kings of the past had been replaced by weak men who only thought of their own power at the expense of nation 
family, and tradition, the pillars that keep civilization from sliding into chaos. Only when these pillars are kept strong does a kingdom thrive. If any are weak, the entire structure crumbles. Good government consists in the ruler being a ruler, the minister being a minister, the father being a father, and the son being a son. Tradition becomes tradition because it serves a purpose. Adherence to the trappings of tradition without understanding its purpose renders it meaningless. For years I traveled, taking minor posts with various lords, but their lack of vision and understanding compelled me to always move on. A belief in a higher power alone was not enough to encourage right action, nor to control people's baser instincts. I advocated a strict code of ethics one should adhere to in order to maintain the middle way in life of peace and prosperity, encouraged by my five constants and four virtues. Ren, benevolence. Yi, righteousness. Li, ritual. Ji, knowledge. Xin, integrity. Xiao, filial piety. Zhong, loyalty. Jir, contingency. Yi, Justice, righteousness. All of these were equally important, but they began with filial piety. People were encouraged to honor and respect their parents and observe a hierarchy of authority where a son obeyed his father's wishes, a younger brother respected and deferred to his older brother, and women did the same with men. In this way, the family would live harmoniously and, if enough families embraced filial piety, one would soon have a whole community of contented people, then a state, and then an entire country. But all good things are difficult to achieve, while bad things are easily embraced. Disappointment with every ruler kept me from finding a home. In the end, I accepted John Chu's invitation and returned to Khufu to teach the next generations the importance of tradition and virtue I myself had been taught. It has been a good life, but marked with too much loss and disappointment. Only the clarity of my vision keeps bitterness from consuming me. After I die, my teachings will become enshrined by later rulers and scholars as documents such as the Analects. In some periods, I am worshipped as a deity, and my approach to virtue, political and cultural excellence, and piety will shape Chinese culture for thousands of years. I am Kong Fu Zi, Master Kong, the king without a throne, a teacher and government official who never claimed any great wisdom for myself but only took seriously the lessons of my ancestors, the value of tradition properly understood, and passed these on to my students, as well as the certainty that you must study the past if you would define the future. Among other lessons learned is that there are three ways toward wisdom. The first is reflection, which is the highest form. The second is through imitation, which is the easiest. And the third is experience, which is the bitterest. 
I am Confucius. This recording was brought to you by Ancient History Encyclopedia. For more great articles and interactive content, visit www.ancient.eu. You can find a video version of this article on the YouTube channel The Study of Antiquity and the Middle Ages by following the link in the description below. Ancient History Encyclopedia is a non-profit organisation. If you would like to support our work, visit www.ancient.eu forward slash support or follow the links in the description below.